Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. And today I'm pleased to have my friend Dmitry Sashenko back in the studio with me today. And we're going to be talking about the importance of engaging in the political uh, process across the aisle. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we're trying something a little bit different here at the show. I hope you guys are enjoying the video version of Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and it's growing. So if you want to find us on video, you can subscribe at YouTube and also at Rumble. And we want to hear your thoughts on this. And so if you want to reach out to me, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. That is the way to uh, engage with me if you've got a question you want addressed at the show. A lot of the questions that we are getting right now are relating to what's happening, obviously, in our country. The nation is absolutely on fire. Uh, we are struggling here in the United States under terrible leadership. And uh, one of the reasons I love my guest and, and his mission so much today is that they are reaching into the Slavic community in particular and trying to get this community of people to engage in the process. And to that end, uh, Dimitri is in the studio with me again today, and we're going to be talking a little bit about it. Welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you. It's really good to be here. It's thank nice you. to see you. Uh, you. There's a lot going on. Yes. Uh, in the culture right now, particularly since the stunning loss of the 2020 uh, election. And I know that you have seen, uh, you know, what what one terrible president can do to a country now in just a short year and a half. Yeah, uh, we're in trouble. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one thing that we try to do is, uh, you know, I'm from the Slavic community. So we're for the longest time, you know, we've been trying to kind of tell the community uh, it's really important to vote. It's really important, and in the, the United States politics, uh, it's a lot more trustworthy than it was in the Soviet Union. So that's been something that we've been trying to do for many years, and uh, and unfortunately, the 2020 election didn't help that message. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> now we have to kind of continue that message and just saying that, you know, even if it's not perfect, it's only going to get worse if you don't get more engaged. Right, So that's, right. that's our message. Yeah, and uh, something that you and I were talking about before we started recording this was the fact that the the best way to lose a battle is just not to show up. Yeah. Right. So you want to, you know, you, you for sure want to lose the battle. All right. We'll stay home. The enemy wants that. The enemy wants that. And certainly I think one of the talking points of the far left in this country uh, has been to push this idea that, you know, that they're always just going to win the election. Absolutely. And it definitely feels that way. But I keep telling people, you know, for those people who think, that this dominion, you know, the voting fraud and all the, the issues that we faced in the 2020 elections, that that was just it. Now our elections are corrupt and everything's being stolen. I think they've forgotten a couple of really important key facts. And uh, as I was explaining to you before the show, you know, years ago when Dino Rossi ran for government, governor here in the state of Washington, it was right after we went really to mail-in ballots. Uh, this Republican governor, great candidate for governor. The Democrats didn't like that he won. And so they initiated a recount. And they lost. And so they initiated another recount and they lost again. And on the third recount, magically, their guy won yeah. and Dino Rossi lost. Well, then we can uh, uh, also flash back to the hanging chads. A lot of our listeners will remember that from the Florida uh, Department of Elections. And this was, you know, uh, Al Gore and uh, and Bush running against each other in this heated race for president of the United States. And we saw the hanging chads in Florida and there was talk of all kinds of fraud happening there. But I think a bigger issue, and this is really what I want to hit with you today, is that here, for example, in uh, in Clark County, Washington, only 36 percent of Republicans even turned out to vote. Yeah. 
Well, it'd be a whole lot harder to perpetrate fraud on people if they would just show up to the polls, yeah. but we're not showing up. Exactly. Well, I think just Slavic community, if they came out just 10% more, just yeah. a 10%, that could literally change the the results of, the, of these elections to favor the Slavic community, mm-hmm. to favor the conservatives, mm-hmm. and to, to favor the American values. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're continuing to, to talk about. And you'll be with us next week, and we'll talk about that again, to activate the community, to engage them, to get them, uh, I think, to get them excited about elections because yeah. that's the biggest thing i think it's a lot of people look at po- politics and it's, it seems so dark and so boring mm-hmm. but we want to bring that uh, exciting part because it's uh, being patriot of the united states it's it's fun mm-hmm. and it's it's a, it's hard work but it's it's also good work mm-hmm. and you're you feel better when you go home about it and um i'm just excited to do this work and uh, thank you for being a strong advocate, I know there's a big Slavic community that follows you as well on your podcast and just in general, big Slavic community here. So they love the, the work that you do. And we thank you as well for standing so strong. Well, thank you. And and I think one of the reasons why uh, you and I connected, you know, many years ago about this is because I'm a, I'm a passionate freedom mm-hmm. fighter. I'm, yes. I'm passionate about freedom and you are passionate about freedom. And the Slavic community is for sure because yes. they've come from communism. Exactly. And, uh, you know, take, take for listeners, there are a lot of people listening to this. And, you know, I talk about this on the show quite often. The fact of the matter is we're being taught now in our schools that socialism is good. Socialism is a good thing. We know that socialism always leads to communism. This idea of democratic socialism is a lie. So tell listeners, I want to, you know, you've got an, an amazing story and your family is very familiar with mm-hmm. the dangers of communism. So explain to people. So there was a, a listener that wrote in to me just last week and I had to laugh, you know, and in fact, I may have laughed a little. Uh, he said, you're a socialist, Heidi. You know, what about that road that you're driving on that was funded by, you know, the collective funded that the collective is funding uh, the police or in this case, defunding them. And he said, that's socialism. It That's not socialism. That's a social uh, that's a social um, program, but it's not socialism. Right. So what is socialism? Well, it's it's really just. Uh, I mean, we know as a family, you know, as as my grandparents and my grand grandparents, we know socialism and communism based on the the, the suffering. Yeah, uh, it's really it's 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 certain people uh, having a good life at the expense of other people, and it's at the, at the expense of people that they don't like, that they they, they disagree politically and religiously, and that's what happened in, in the in the Soviet Union. There is a lot of people who were having, the, you know, enjoying their lives in this, in communism in Soviet Union, at the at the at the expense of people that disagreed, and that's mm-hmm. what ended up happening. So my grandparents, uh, they've been persecuted for many years when they were living in that environment. Why were they persecuted? Because they were Christians yeah. and they were just not good enough for yeah. for the community. They, they did not share the political ideology exactly. of the government. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I go back as far as. Uh, my grand grandfather. I met him uh, when he was um, almost nine years old, and uh, th- there's stories of him all the time where he uh, became a Christian uh, back when he was younger, and he was just so passionate about his faith. And he essentially he was a very popular uh, musician in this in his village, so he started uh, just evangelizing, and uh, most of the community, most of his village became Christians, and that was a target for, you know, became a target right away for the, the the Soviet Union. And he was in prison. He was jailed. He was beat for over 10 years. 
And just for something that he, you know, for the government not agreeing with his views and his policies, he wasn't an enemy. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't doing something that he was... He wasn't undermining exactly, the government. Exactly. He was just proclaiming the good news and just talking about uh, the, the faith that he has and his mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back then, things were different. I mean, we're, we're living in the United States. We, we talk about communism. And it's, it's even a war, you know, the, where we're headed is even worse than we were in the Soviet Union because... At the very least, there was some morality. At the very, there was some morality. Uh, there was uh, some decency, uh, ethics, and the way we headed, it's it's a completely different uh, animal. And the socialists and uh, the left always talks about uh, that they can do this better. But it's the one I look at it. I mean, it's only it's it's already terrible. It's already worse than it was before, and it's only going to get worse if they if we continue this and if we agree with this, if we don't stop, and if we don't stand up against it. So, uh, yeah. but yeah. I love that you you pointed that out. You know, I've been saying out on the campaign trail that 90% of the issues we're facing in the country right now are moral at their root. Yes. And uh, John Adams, you know, one of the founding fathers of, of the amazing place that we call home, said our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Yes. And so that sends shiver up my spine because you're completely right. And we're watching this nation descend into moral anarchy. Uh, into moral chaos when we can't uh, even when our when our latest Supreme Court justice does not even have the moral courage to define what a woman is, uh, we're in trouble. Yeah. And so the way that we come out of that is certainly not to uh, hide and it's not to disengage. The answer is engagement. And and that starts, I think, in large part uh, in the communities of faith where people have a moral compass and they recognize that there is such a thing as right and wrong. And uh, and we decide we want to be governed by those principles. Yeah. But it's interesting to me that that you would would point out that our descent and this is why I think you just hit the nail on the head and you're the first person that's ever come on my show that's pointed it out in such a way. The reason that we're descending because people are looking around going, this is happening so quickly. How come this is happening so quickly? Well, it's because America's lost its moral compass mm-hmm. and the church has decided that they that they don't need to engage. Yeah. And exactly. uh, that's what's going on. And you didn't have th- that. Certainly wasn't the case in the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, that's one thing that we're, I, I'm often frustrated with the community that uh, knows, she knows this better than anybody, and they're not standing up and speaking more against it. And uh, and that's the work we're we're trying to do with the Slavic organization, Slavic Vote. We're trying to encourage them, engage them. And uh, this year we're trying to do something different. We're we're going on a tour, or we had you on. We call it Slavic Faith in Action. So, and we're putting our faith to with you're our action. Feet to it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and I believe more than ever, and every year I just believe more and more. This the Slavic community, the the, the the believers, the Christians, we should be the, at the forefront of of this of this fight, and not uh, you know relying on anybody else. We should be at the forefront, going running for government, running for city council, running for school school boards running for city, any position, just to be the, the influence in those, in those areas. We should be leading that fight, not relying on others. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yes, you have, we have big families. We have a lot of things that are going on. But this is, this is our duty. We have to. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it more than ever before. Uh, that's a great place to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to talk to Dimitri about the word he just used, which is duty. We don't use that, ver- yes. that word very much in the culture Uh, But we have the opportunity right now. And indeed, if you live in the United States, you do have a duty to protect the freedom that our founding fathers gave you and that thousands and thousands of men and women have died to secure. We'll be right back.
Are you a teacher or a school employee in the Portland-Vancouver metropolitan area? If so, I want to invite you to join us for a teacher's roundtable. This is going to be an informal dinner to discuss how to help you get out of the unions and be surrounded by people who can support you in the event that you have trouble from the unions. This event is happening on April the 20th from 5 to 8 o'clock p.m., and I will have information on how you can register in the show notes today, or you can find more information at Freedom Foundation's Facebook page. Thanks for coming back. Uh, I'm in the studio today with my friend, uh, Dmitry Sashenko from uh, Slavic Boat. And Dmitry has been on the show with me before. And Dmitry, I so appreciate your voice because you've actually, your family has a history of fleeing communism. And you mentioned something before we we, we took a break. And you mentioned the word duty. Yes. We never hear that anymore. Yeah. Uh, Why do you you, uh, frame it that way? I think I think it's just uh, we're just so busy that we don't really think about um, our duties that uh, as citizens we just think of duties that we have for our families. Mm. Um, and I believe more than ever that as Christians, uh, it's it's our duty. It's not only as a citizen our duty to be active, to be involved in the government, leading the effort. It's all not only our our our, our citizenship duty, but it's also our faith duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be. I mean, when I look at the Bible, uh, and the more I read the Bible, the more the more I see that the the Christians were leading or the believers in the Old Testament mm-hmm. were leading the the efforts in, in a lot of times in the culture. And if they were not uh, leading it, uh, at the very least like Daniel, for example, he was a great voice. He was a light in darkness. So we need to be that. And uh, I know a lot of people are fleeing, you know, um, places like Portland. Mm-hmm. But I believe we need to have people there. Mm-hmm. We can't just give up completely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Winston Churchill, you know, and a, and a very interesting person, but an amazing leader. He knew how to inspire people. He knew how to move people to action. Yes. He said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word, freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. And it occurs to me, if you look through that list, uh, freedom is at the front of it. And you can't have freedom without duty yeah. and you can't have freedom without justice. And when you do have, when you do have those things, they produce mercy. Yes. They produce hope. And as we look around at what's happening in the culture right now, I think many people have lost their hope. They feel hopeless, but you don't feel hopeless. I'm more inspired. And, and more, I don't feel hopeless. Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I feel positive more and more just looking at how people are, more people are getting engaged uh, so much good is happening that we're not we're not hearing about, and uh, that's what inspires me to continue the fight. Because uh, again, there's so much good happening, but nobody talks about it. And yeah. uh, I know that you talk about it all the time, and we try to talk about it. And uh, it, it only the the good things are. I think I believe there is that there is good thing that's coming here in Northwest. There's a revival that's coming in the Northwest, mm-hmm. and I know there's great churches in Northwest that are leading this effort. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just excited to see what happens. Yeah, and one of the things that's exciting to me, it's it's a huge reason why I have enjoyed working in the Slavic community. You know, you and I talked about this, I think, last time you were on the show. Uh, my family in the 70s and early 80s brought Nikki Pop's family mm-hmm. over from Romania. And they were the first people that gave me uh, coffee that looked like um, syrup to me. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's some serious coffee. I'm like, you know, 10 years old. And I'm listening to Nikki talk about his family and the struggle that they had for freedom and it. And, uh, why they came to the United States and they came here so that their family could live free. Yeah. And here we are and we're, we're literally giving our freedom away 
with every passing year that goes by that we don't engage. And like you, uh, I'm seeing a rebirth happen. And it's exciting for me because we're we're telling people you do have a duty. If you live in the United States and you value your freedom, you have a duty to rise and yes. protect it. And the same thing is true in our churches. And Slavic Vote is going into the churches. Yes. And I've spoken a couple at a couple of events in, in at different uh, churches with you. And uh, I'm curious because there are a lot of people listening to this around the country, right? This, this podcast is going to be downloaded, you know, by the time it's been heard, you know, 900,000 times, there's a lot of people going, well, how does my church get involved? And it's really, there are a lot of different ways to do it. So when you go into a church and you approach a pastor and say, hey, can I bring Slavic vote, which, you know, the word vote, most pastors get hives and they, you know, their their head starts spinning counterclockwise on their neck and they go, oh, no, 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 you know, separation of church and say, we can't have Slavic vote. But you are, you're convincing pastors to let you come and speak. Right. Uh, how are you, you know, well, how do you do that? Well, I think for one, it's uh, God's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's opened up doors Amen. where before they were closed. Yeah, so yeah. all the glory to him. Um, and we hear stories all the time, the efforts before us, they were unsuccessful. And, you know, there's still a, a long road ahead of the work that we do, but we're definitely seeing the, the churn in, in the wave. So, you know, the, one of the things that we do is, you know, specifically you know, we have decided to take this from an organizational perspective because that, that was the missing point before. We are, uh, you know, we registered as a C3 organization we don't really endorse any candidates. We don't really take any political stances. And that's what gives a lot of churches that uh, relief that they're not, uh, you know, bringing in, in a political group in here. They're just bringing in an organization that is just like theirs. Yeah, C3. you're promoting freedom. Exactly. Yeah. We're just promoting freedom. We're promoting the Slavic values. And we just want uh, folks to register to vote and to vote. And, and, and we bring solutions that the church oftentimes doesn't have enough resources for. So, you know, the first thing we would do is we register people to vote. So when we come to churches, we, if they, we have time to say a few words about why we're here, we present our, our, our position. And then after church, as f- folks leave, they can register to vote. And if they want to vote and they want resources and assistance in voting, we provide that as well that we, can, that we talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's really the easiest way. And that, what, what I want to do, I know you have a lot of uh, folks all across the nation who are listening to this, and they might be sitting at their Slavic church. And there's a lot of churches all across uh, Slavic churches in, uh, across the United States. I want to empower them. I want to equip them with uh, with this organization to give them an encouragement to do something similar in their church. Because the one thing that we, we're never going to do is that we're never going to reach all the churches. Mm-hmm. And we are relying on folks who are locally in their churches to take on this, this uh, uh, model and just replicate it in their own church. Mm-hmm. Become a, someone who, who's just going to continue uh, okay. saying the same thing. And, just, uh, and we can even help giving you those materials. We can give you the material that you need to be a professional, to be presentable. And, and our goal is to have somebody who can continue these efforts in their church on a monthly basis and mm-hmm. have a registration drive because people move all the time. People change address all the time. They need to be registered again, and they don't know about this. So there needs to be someone who, who is going to be advocating for voting in each church. I believe it's our duty. And it's, if there's somebody there in churches who are feeling the calling to do that, reach out to us. We'll be happy to uh, guide you through this. We've done it before. And we're looking forward to continuing this work with everybody who's uh, who's passionate about the same thing. Yeah, I agree. And you you just said something uh, earlier that I think it, it's it's worth repeating. You know, people feel overwhelmed, yeah. right? But they don't need to feel overwhelmed. If only just ten percent yes. of the Slavic community would engage, you know, I keep saying, man, you know, we don't have that many seats here in Washington State to flip in order to yeah. have a conservative thought. 
be again at the forefront of our of our government. And we're watching what happens when we allow the progressives to run things. We're watching skyrocketing inflation. We're watching uh, we're watching the government come in and impose ridiculous mandates that are both unscientific and uh, and cruel yeah. on their face. And uh, Ronald Reagan, who is one of my one of my heroes, he said government's first duty is to protect people, not run their lives. Yeah. But we're watching the government with a clear misunderstanding of what the role of government is. We, we've lost sight of jurisdiction. We don't understand what the role, what the, you know, every, every branch of government has its own lane that it's supposed to run in. And uh, we've all heard the lie growing up. I heard it that we have three, three co-equal branches of government. Have you heard that, Dimitri? I, three co-equal branches of government. They're not co-equal. The founding fathers said that they were anything but co-equal. We have three branches of government, but the branch of government with the most power was always supposed to be the legislative branch. Right. And then after that, it was the executive branch who was supposed to keep the legislative branch in check by saying, oh, no, I'm the president. They they you know, the people want me and you're not doing what the people want. So therefore, I'm going to veto, which is what Biden does every chance he gets. Right. Vetoes mm-hmm. anything that comes through. Uh, so, for example, if we take control of the House, which I believe we will, and the Senate in 2022, uh, we're going to see, you know, you're not going to be able to get very much done because Biden's going to veto everything. Right. Right. But then after that. The smallest branch of these uh, three branches of government was the the judicial branch, the courts. But now we're watching the courts legislate from the bench. The courts are basically rewriting legislation. Yeah. It was never supposed to be that way. But unless and until we engage and we understand how our how the founding fathers set up our system of government, uh, we're going to struggle. It's the reason why I'm hosting the Constitution classes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I'd love to get the Slavic yes. community involved in, in what we're doing. Yeah. Yes. Um, so biblical citizenship, so important because what it's doing is it's marrying the principles of freedom that are really laid out in, in the Bible. You know, 36% of the quotes that came in the founding fathers from the very beginning in the Federalist Papers and in the Constitution came from the Bible, Yes, which lays out a foundation for freedom and also lays out a foundation for morality, Right. So exactly. those things are laid there. The founding fathers saw that. The founding fathers used the principles that are laid out in God's word to give us the most amazing, uh, uh, breathing, beautiful uh, government document ever constructed. And we're watching it uh, being eroded yeah. every single year by people who hate the country and do not have an yeah, understanding exactly. of, of, of the principles of freedom, which are laid yeah. out in the word, which is why it's so important for the church to yes. engage. And it's only going to get worse if we don't continue engaging and, and just bring back uh, the good values that we used to have. And just to kind of uh, pivot this to more personal, uh, I know, uh, obviously, the, the Ukrainian situation is very, very uh, personal to the community. Yes. And I just want to touch on that. And a lot of folks, you know, they're they're very uh, emotionally affected by it. And, and we, obviously, nobody agrees with this war. It's a terrible thing that's happening. The more I see it, the more I'm, I'm heartbroken. It's heartbreaking, yeah. And the one thing that I keep telling people, like, if we want to stop this, if we want to do anything to prevent this, we should we should have been more active in the last election. If we only prevented this administration to be in effect in in the office, this wouldn't have been happening. Oh, absolutely. There's no happening. Putin was Putin's emboldened because Biden yes. is a weakling. Exactly. And if if Trump had remained in the White House, he wouldn't have tried it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I agree. We if 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 you're if you are against this war, you should be voting. You should be the first one at the ballots and voting, uh, because this is this is this would have prevented it. And. Um, uh, that's what I'm trying to tell people. You know, there's nothing that we can do here right now. But just, you know, yes, we can send um, uh, you know money to the Ukrainians and help them financially and uh, with with tool you know with essentials. But the best thing we can do is prevent this to continue happening by getting out in the voting and bringing back the the strong administration that would prevent this. So mm. so the last election was just again a confirmation that 
if we want to see peace in this world, we need to be more active uh, and vote. And the easiest thing we can do is vote. Mm. And then, uh, then the next step is if you feel led, um, you know, there's ways you can get involved by, again, running for office, by starting your own organization, starting your own groups and, and getting more active. So, yeah, I and appreciate. you're a great example of that. I Thank you. And I appreciate you saying that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quoting from some of my favorites today. Uh, and I actually, Dimitri, I hope at some point you run for office. I, I mean, did run for office. Well, Last year I ran for school right. board. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I want to see you in Congress. So <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. But I, I love. Let's uh, get you on in Congress first. Get then, me in uh, Congress first and then, yeah, and then yes. we'll get you in Congress. I, I love uh, this quote from Thomas Paine, who's one of my heroes. And I quote him all the time here, here, but he said, I prefer peace. But if trouble must come, let it come in my time so that my children can live in peace. Mm. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're fighting for. That's why I'm running for Congress. I'm running for Congress so that my my children can have children who grow up in freedom. Yes. And if we don't stand up right now, our children are not going to be able to stand up. Yeah. And uh, it, it's never it's never been uh, more important than it is right now. I think the work that Slavic Vote is doing is absolutely critical. I hope that everyone who's listening to this, you guys check out uh, uh, Patriot Academy. Check out PatriotAcademy.com. You can host biblical citizenship in your churches. You can certainly host uh, Constitutional Live. Uh, we're doing that yeah. on Sundays here at the Homeschool Resource Center. Right now we're doing uh, biblical citizenship. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see what happens when people realize, oh, my goodness, I have yes. a voice. Yes. I have a voice. I have a vote. And that is how we get things yes. done in this country. Well, I hope, and it's uh, it's amazing. Yes. And I hope um, uh, we talked about bringing this to the Slavic community as well. And uh, the, the event that I mentioned to you before we started this program that's going to be happening here in Portland Metro that everybody who's listening, if you're in Portland, you can attend. Uh, I'm hoping this will result in converting, turning this into a, the classes that we can work with this church because I know they're very passionate about this topic. And I'm hoping that they will um, just be more open about hosting these events at their church. Yeah, so, I love that. That's coming right up on the 24th. Exactly, on 24th, exactly. So if you live in Portland Metro, uh, and you want to uh, come in and just uh, meet your, the candidates that are running in Portland and the Oregon area, and maybe some Washington, I don't know, anybody can come. Uh, you can come to a church that's right there in Portland. It's the New Beginnings Church uh, with Vasily uh, Yarosh, and it's going to be, I believe, it's it's going to be in the evening, so uh, the time hasn't confirmed yet, but it's around 6, 7 p.m. And you just come, it's, it's a Sunday service, um, a Sunday event. It'll be a great place where people can just kind of network and engage and meet others and learn about the candidates that are running. And there might be a small little debate between some of the candidates uh, because, we, because we're having a, a Slavic person run um, for that position. And, and that's kind of what kind of started this that's conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Portland's a tough area and we have someone from the Slavic community, maybe someone that we don't completely agree with, but it's a tough area. And, uh, you know, we don't, obviously we don't endorse that candidate because we can't, but we are going to just help bring people there. Well, and you're going to give them a voice. I think, yes. you know, people need to listen to what the candidates are saying. Yeah. yeah. And this is the opportunity that people have to get to know them, to say, do I agree with them or do I not agree? And this is how we change things. Yes. We don't we don't change things by staying home and watching TV. Exactly. We change things by engaging, by getting out there. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. Exactly. And it always encourages exactly. me to be around you. Every time I every time I have you on the show, I'm just like, yes. You know, just, uh, and I think uh, what you said earlier is right. And I, I guess I want to, uh, we're out of time today, but I want to leave it with what you said earlier, that you have hope. Yes, uh, that we more can actually ever. more than ever, and we can we can uh, turn this thing around. Uh, it's a question of of being engaged and uh, and to uh, recognize that if we're going to protect 
our freedom. You know, we said earlier, uh, liberty is like a muscle. Yes. If you want to keep it, you got to exercise it. Yep, and, exactly. uh, and that's what we're doing right now. Well, even now. hope, I, I think the, the more we're active, the more hope we have. Yeah. Th- that's what I believe. And that's why yeah. I have so much hope. So if you're depressed and you feel like there's no hope in this world, yeah. just find, just get, get, get more involved. active, get involved, and you'll see hope. Yeah. That's all it's about. Yeah, yeah, all, absolutely true. Uh, Dimitri, thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find more information about Slavic Vote? The easiest way is to find us on social media. I think Instagram is our best platform to really get the most up-to-date information. So just look us up on uh, on Instagram, Slavic Vote. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we have all of our radio programs that we do on there. You were on with us. You, you're going to be back again. So I hope folks tune in next week uh, and listen in or at least watch the recording. straight fire. I love coming on your show. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the, that's the easiest way. Obviously, SlavicVote.org is our website where they can find all of those videos as well. And all of the, our podcast is also available there where most of this stuff is also on, on available on podcast. So that's the easiest way. Um, uh, folks can also follow me on social media. I usually do a lot of stuff on there and they can reach me directly and, and connect with me. So uh, that's usually the easiest way. And, Good. Uh, and then hope... we don't want people to forget that event on the 24th coming Correct. right up just yes. a couple of days from now. Yes, exactly. And where is so, that at again? So it's going to be on the 24th, uh, planned for 6 p.m. It's going to be at the New Beginnings Church in Portland. Or, it's right there in Portland, down, in the almost downtown area on Division and like 100 and something. Uh, so New Life, New Life, uh, New Beginnings Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vasily Yarosh is the pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be at that Sunday evening service. And um, uh, just if you if you just tune into our Instagram, if anything changes, we'll update you guys. But as of now, that's the that's the, the latest information that we have. I love it, uh, Dmitry Sashenko. It is always a pleasure and a joy. Thank you, and an honor really to have you here. Thank you for Thank coming you. by. It's always good to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless. For more information on Slavic Vote, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the show notes, and I will link back to it in the show notes today. We want to encourage you, as we always do, love your families well. Uh, keep your priorities in line with God's priorities. His, his heart is for your family. We see the family under attack in the culture. Right now, we see freedom under attack as well. And I hope you guys have been encouraged by my interview with Dimitri from Slavic Vote. And I hope that you will do exactly what he is suggesting and get involved. Freedom is yours to defend. Thanks for listening to everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here at the intersection of faith and culture.